Hi, I'm Cody Alexander of MatchCourse.com. Welcome to another Art of X show. Today, we're going to be talking about defending quad bunch formations. So we already know what a bunch is, right? That's three receivers that get really close together. But once you add the back to that, especially from the shotgun, now you've got four to a side, and that creates a quads formation. These are these dirty formations that these offensives that are trying to do now with kind of manipulating the way that you you think, okay, well, we, we're going to get into our bunch check, but then they throw the back into it. How do we defend that? Uh, so we're going to take a look at an example from how the Bills defended the Chiefs quad bunch in the red zone from last year's uh, matchup. Chiefs offense, they do a layering effect and they compound it by speed. Now, they're not going to have Tyreek Hill this year. It will be interesting to see uh, what the evolution of this offense is, especially with the way that teams played them last year from such a too, a too high dominant shell. Mahomes really had to pick on these defenses low, right? So a lot of a lot of five-yard hitch routes, a lot of throwing quickly in the seams with slants, flat routes, uh, doing other things like that because of these too high shells. So the Bills obviously are going to play this too high shell. And so we're going to kind of take a look at that matchup from this quads bunch set. So they use the whole plane of the field. They use vertical stretches, horizontal stretches, and they try and create space by doing that, spacing them out, especially in a regular seven man distribution. They're trying to find those spots. And then again, they compound that with speed. All the receivers are fast um, and they're trying to find these guys as they're darting across the, the field. So formations and motions get receivers into winning matchups. That's what you see uh, when, when analytics uh, talks about um, pre-snap motion being a factor in raising the EPA of an offense. So what that means is when I move somebody pre-snap, the, and, and I get them moving that the defense now has to readjust their eyes. They have to readjust their alignments. They have to communicate with each other. Are we getting a push alert? Uh, is somebody coming across? Are we getting a change of strength motion? Is the nickel moving across with it? Are the safeties rotating with it? There's a lot of moving pieces that a defense has to deal with anytime that you go with, with some, some motion. So what the chiefs do a really good job of is using motion to create these matchups. Once they kind of figure out how, what your coverage rotations are, they're going to figure up the they're going to figure the advantageous matchup and then that's what they're going to try and do with this pre-snap movement uh, bunch sets place pressure on man match concepts they place pressure on man match concepts because of the rub routes right you have two people in uh, three people in a bunch route in close proximity and you're going to rub them off of each other right they're going to work off of each other in tight proximity trying to get these these defenders to run into each other or miscommunication if they have some sort of a banjo call banjo just means hey we're we're going to we're going to play in and out on this or we're going to play high low on this uh, is it's some sort of man match concept and all man match means is once we've had that switch right? Right. Once the receiver uh, runs his route and he gets to a certain level or a cut or in or out, depending on how we're matching it and what the call is, that is then when we're going to just hold on to that guy and we're going to carry him all the way across the field. Uh, if he goes and the best way to look at man matching and know if a team's a man match is to watch mesh or a shallow concept. Are they carrying that guy all the way across the field? If they are, it's usually some sort of a man match concept. Placing the running back to the bunch side 
side, now you have quads. So I've kind of set the stage for how the Chiefs kind of philosophically attack these defenses. And then not only is the NFL kind of a three-by-one league, I think a lot of a lot more and more, especially at the um, college level, you're seeing a three-by-one league. I think at the high school level, it's more of a two-by-two league because teams kind of understand and offenses kind of understand, like, if I have two receivers, I'm going to get this coverage. If I have three receivers, I'm going to get this coverage, uh, or I may get something completely different. Uh, and so it's easier to tell, like, hey, I know what I'm getting at a two-by-two. Two. I've just kind of noticed that just kind of through the through the years. But I do think trips formations and but I mean by trips is not three 10 personnel four open wide receiver sets but when you have these three receiver sets that are really stressing the defense because how are you going to play split field coverage to this especially as more and more teams play too high how are you going to do that even in cover three are you bringing the safety down on number two or are you bringing the safety down on number three and then how does that change uh the way that offenses personnel their their three by one alignments where where is that going to get me the the advantageous one-on-one -on -one? that's what offenses are looking at is what who you're bringing down where they're going to be in those three by one alignments and then how can I get that? How can I get that one on one matchup that we know that we can win? So let's talk about quads formations for a second. Complex for defenses to handle because the coverage is loaded. You've now put four receivers to a side. Remember, the offense can only send out five guys. So if you put four to a side, you've super loaded that coverage. A typical loaded coverage is just three receivers, right? You put the you put the the dominant side on one side of, of, of the field uh, on the on the center. Now you put four. You You've loaded that coverage, and what it does is it guarantees single coverage on someone, and it's usually the X receiver or that single receiver away from this quad side. You're normally going to get that, and here's the thing. If that guy's a stud, because I see this all the time, seven on seven, or if a team has a really good receiver and they run they run spread concepts, let's get into quads, knowing that they're going to push the coverage over to the quads, and I know I've got solo coverage on, on that guy, forcing the defense to either drop eight and kind of cut that guy with, with a D end, or the one-on-one, -on -one. and if they bring that safety over, meaning that they're going to cone the X right there, now you have one less guy for the quad side. So where's the matchup that I'm going to get? Where's the one-on-one -on -one that I'm going to get to the quad side? And then that's the one that we're going to take advantage. It's not fair. It really isn't. And that's why it's a tough formation. That's why I took the time to talk about it is because it, when you get quads, it's difficult. Then you add the bunch sets to it, and now it's even more difficult. Uh, so, And I thought the Bills handled it in a really good way, especially the way that they the, the way that they do that and we'll get into how that how that happened here in a little bit when looking at bunch sets i always ask what are what are they trying to achieve and by they i mean offense what are they trying to achieve? Where is the one-on-one -on -one matchup that they're looking for? Are they trying to leverage me in, in, in the run game uh, and trying, maybe it's duo and they're trying to roll it right off the, right off the front door and make my corner, make the tackle. Is it tossed because of the way that we leverage our, our defense that everybody's inside the bunch. And so that they're just kind of working this uh, maybe two double cracks and then they, they arc the tight end around, or maybe it's the number three receiver around for the corner. Um, it, 
Are they loading the zone to isolate the single receiver? To me, that's the number one thing that I look at is, look, are they doing this to load uh, the zone so that they get a solo on the single receiver? Who's a single receiver? Um, I think that's the first question that I always ask when I see a, teams that run a lot of bunch. And then the next thing that I ask is, what are their bunch What are their, their bunch routes? Is it spacing concepts? Is it um, these vertical stretch concepts like flood or wide corner? What are they doing out of this? Are, is, if it's in the red zone, Am I getting a return route? Uh, are they leveraging me to to the sideline to try because I'm playing the corner off? Uh, are they trying to take advantage of the guy that I'm pressing? Uh, these are all things that you have to look at. So I always make when I am breaking down an offense, I always take time to create a bunch cut up and I go through it and I break that down. Where are they doing it? When are they doing it? And what are the routes that they're going out of? And I always too want to look at, is it a red zone thing? And really red zone, it, I'm, I'm looking at more or less on the goal line, like 11 and in, um, 10 and in, are they, are they trying to do a bunch of return routes? Are they doing man beaters because they think we're in man coverage in, in the red zone? What are they doing there? And then as you get out of that and further in, now you're starting to get the, these vertical stretches from, from these bunch routes. Uh, going on with the quads formation, pushing the running back loads the zone and it creates space in the box. So think about it this way. If I've super loaded the zone, I've got four defenders. That means in, let's say it's a regular four man rush. It's regular seven man distribution that will linebacker who is away from the bunch side has to push with the running back. The mic and the wheel are now in charge of the running back. Okay, so visualize that with me. The nickel is technically out of the box fit because he's got bunch, right? So he's going to have to be in charge of someone in the bunch, right? The mic and the wheel now are in charge of the running back. If the running back pushes, the mic's got to take it. The wheel has to climb vertically to find the new number four. Remember, he's the first or fourth. He's going to take first to the flat or the fourth receiver coming back across. And if I've set the running back to the to the bunch side, I've created quads. So that means it's kind of it's pretty much going to be an automatic push unless it's run action to me, or they motion the running back quickly away. Uh, a lot of times you're not going to see the running back be the one that pushes uh, to the weak side. It's going to be the number three receiver that's going to work back. So I to me, it's really difficult on the wheel in these bunch sets because where do you want his eyes? It, and two, who is the number three receiver in that bunch? Is it a slotted tight end, a, a, a tight end in the C area? Uh, and so now I need to be, a, you know, look, this is really 20 personnel or 11 personnel, and they're running two back uh, zone action schemes or counter. Um, or is it a, is it a receiver and they put the tight end at number two. Okay. Are they trying to run? Are they trying to get a crack? Are they, what are they trying to do? So I think it's important also too to understand the personnel of the bunch that you're getting. Uh, I like out of this is what I call poach coverages, meaning that you're going to push the quad side. This isn't a full on rotation coverage rotation. We're not sending that boundary safety all the way over. And I'll get to that when we, when we start talking about what the bills did against the chiefs poach means I'm reading it and I'm going to steal somebody if they come into my zone. Right. So if I get a vertical that comes across 
to my side, my hash, then I'm going to, I'm going to then steal that. Now there's a huge difference between a wide bunch and a tight bunch. And I'm mostly talking about tight bunches. Wide bunches to me are more of a seven on seven scheme. They're more of, I'm just trying to get a, a quick screen RPO. I'm trying to widen the defense so I can run uh, into a lighter box. That to me is what I see wide bunches. You don't see wide bunches and then everybody's running three verticals. That just doesn't really happen. And I think that's unrealistic to sit there and say that. Now, again, if you see that in seven on seven, it's seven on seven. Of course, you're going to run three verticals out of a bunch of seven on seven because a lot of times you're getting two man or cover one, you're getting something, some sort of man match coverage. So to, to me, I always, when I look at bunches and when I talk about bunches, I'm really talking about these tight bunches. And when you get tight in that close proximity, that allows you to play poach coverage, right? Because that safety can kind of steal that hash and anything that comes across, he can collect it. Uh, and your corner has a little bit of help because of the proximity. Now, the issue with poach coverage is always going to be the cornerback is soloed on the X receiver or the single receiver. So he's going to be soloed up on him. And what I tell my corners, especially anytime that we run, we run solo, uh, which is like kind of a, a 11 personnel tray check, which is tied in on the ball three by one or we run any kind of poach concept, I always tell the corner, you have to assume that it's man coverage. And, and really the only time that you're not going to cover that guy is if he just goes across the field right now. So if we get bunch and that X reduces and we have like what we would call an under alert, uh, some people call it a tube alert, then I would say, okay, we need to be alert the mesh right here. But a lot of times when you're going to get that, that running back will be set weak because they're going to try and wheel him out of the backfield and see if that corner and that safety dive down on that X and see if they can't steal that that running back so we always get we treat that as a stack uh, and so when when I teach this concept, I'm it's important to understand where the running back is. And so when they push it to the quads, the corner now knows, OK, I have this guy man to man unless he goes right now across the field. If he goes right now across the field, I'm going to climb the hash looking for some sort of vertical coming across because I know something is coming across. They're not going to put they're not going to flood the zone with five guys on half the field. That's that there's not enough space for all those receivers. Cover two with the cornerback down can get you into trouble versus push routes. So some of the things, so some of the problems when you get into like, well, I'll just run like a cover two to that scheme. Uh, and it's kind of send the mic through the middle, kind of like a Tampa concept in a sense, is that if you get push routes by the running back, how are you teaching that? Is the corner just, is it true cover two? Is he hard in the flat and he's taking that? Okay, well, once I get that push, there's an issue with that. Now that corner's down, who's going to take any kind of a vertical uh, from, from one or two that's working out towards the corner as I, as I run that push route? Double pushes can also create that where, okay, I get a bubble by three and they also push the, the running back. And that's kind of what the Chiefs did to the Bills. And I'm going to explain that here when we start diving into that dirty bunch sets are even harder because it looks like they're in kind of close to each other but is it a bunch is it a regular formation they are just kind of close together I think it's important to always understand too when offenses are trying to run these dirty sets they're trying to get you into like a regular they're trying to see what you're going to check and what your rule is 
right? Because once they figure out, okay, if we get in this many yards, they're going to get our bunch checked. If we get in this many yard outside of this marker, they're going to run their regular coverage check. And once they can kind of figure that, they can create doubt by saying, okay, well, we know that if all three receivers are three yards away from each other, then they're going to get into their bunch check. Okay, well, let's all line up at three and a half. Now it's kind of in that gray area where your players have to decide or the or the defenders have to decide, how am I going to defend this? What is the options that I have? So it's always important too when you look at these, especially like when you can't really tell, is this really a bunch or are they just really close together? I call those dirty sets. And so it's important to do that. Like I mentioned earlier, having a reduced X on the backside of a three by one and putting that running back over there, that's a dirty stack, right? They're, the X is close to the, the running back in proximity, but in concept wise and formation wise, we would not call that a stack, but they've created a stack like that. So when, when you're looking at breakdowns and even when let's say you're just somebody that I'm not a coach, but I'm here to learn when coaches look at these formations, they're trying to find out, okay, why are they, are these two guys close? You don't move your X receiver in close just to run him on an inside nine. Right. Like you're not just kind of trying to run him down the field unless you're trying to create space that way. So why are they in tight? Where are these dirty sets? And it makes it harder because the defenders now have to make decisions. So let's talk about quads formations here for a second Defend and how we defend them. Defenses don't have a lot of options and, and you really don't. If you're going to man it, there's a couple things that you can do. You can go lock in levels, meaning that basically everybody gets on a different level and you just lock on the one guy. OK, so if we're going to say, hey, look, we're playing man coverage, we're going to play lock in levels. That means if whoever's on the point, we're going to press everybody else get at different levels that way when they switch we're going to be fine the other thing that you can do out of this is you can play traffic okay traffic means again we're going to press the point and whoever's on the point has him man to man and then we're going to play in and out with the two other defenders because we know for sure we're probably going to get some sort of a rub wrap right uh, again I understand because I know somebody's watching this and like, well, I just run three verticals out of bunch. That's a, okay, go ahead and run three verticals out of bunch, especially out of a tight bunch. Um, it's a long developing, it's a long developing route and out of, out of post coverage, it's very easy to handle. Uh, so to me, a lot of teams are not running. You're just not seeing it in terms of outside of seven on seven, that teams are running three vertical routes out of this. So when you go zone, there's two options that you can have. You can either play box, which if you play quarters coverage, it's quarters coverage, right? I call it rail quarters, okay? Corner stays on his rail, free safety, field safety stays on his rail, Sam pushes to, to the flat, Mike takes the hook in the middle, right? So you've created this box. It's the geometry of football, it's quarters coverage. Right. So the problem with that is when teams run spacing concepts, which spacing concepts are like double curl flat uh, or double double kind of hitch flat where they're pushing somebody flat and they're running two kind of hook routes looking back at the quarterback. The issue with this in rail quarters is that 
you have leverage on that corner because the corner's playing outside leverage. So all that safety, that safety just railing back. Coach, you told me I'm just supposed to backpedal and look for help, right? Well, the issue with that then becomes is that space right there. There's enough space for that quarterback to throw between that mic and that corner, knowing that the safety's staying high. So how do you deal with these spacing routes? And that's what you that's where you get bingo. Bingo means we're going to nail down on it. If one stays one, we're going to nail down on it with the safety, knowing that I'm probably getting some sort of low-hanging fruit with the point man, and the Mike who is getting that vertical stem anyway is going to end up taking that. And again, if he comes running across the field, I've got another safety on the other side because I'm poaching that coverage on the other side. Uh, or he's riding that hash looking for – I call him the trash man. When I, was, when I was coaching this, I would say, look, you're the trash man, right? Okay, I'm looking for any kind of trash that's coming coming into the middle of the field, and I'm going to pick that up. Okay, so that's how I that's how I taught that. So, what you can do out of this is you can create one call where it's just, hey, it's bunch check, and we're either running box or bingo depending on what number one does. Okay, so let's dive into box coverage uh, uh, real quickly. Allows a defense to stay in a too high shell. It's split field coverage, country or rail quarters make a box, right? Safety net on either side of the bunch with the corner and the free safety. They're just riding the rails, right? Okay, if anything goes vertical, they're in that vertical spot, right? We're just playing country cover four, right? Nothing, nothing, nothing out of the ordinary. The issue with this is you're out leveraged inside using spacing, okay? Because that safety is just going to work vertical. The mic's going to work vertical. Who's got the middle of the box? You're out leveraged with the corner. If they've got a bigger receiver, they can just play basketball. Okay. And so that's kind of that's kind of where box coverage sits. Let's talk about bingo. You're reading number one. If one stays one, the safety's going to nail down on it. And that allows that corner to kind of peel off if he sees, if he sees any kind of wheel. Because this is something, this is where you will see spacing with the wheel if they think that they've got a faster three on your Sam linebacker. And so that corner can kind of, he kind of just sits on that outside shoulder of the corner and then that safety can nail down on it. Mike and Sam are going to play the same. And if, again, you can combine these two to just have a bunch check. And in fact, that's what we ended up doing. I just said, let's, let's read it, right? So let's just read it. If it, it that's, we're just calling it bunch check. We're not calling it box. We're not calling it bingo. I would teach box. I would teach bingo. And I said, look, we're all reading number one. If one stays one, we nail down on him. If, if one works inside, then we're just playing box because we know we're getting some sort of a, a vertical stretch concept with two guys going opposite ways underneath. So it was important for us when we taught this was that you, we understood what they're trying to do. So if you're going to run split field coverage, it's easy to just combine these because everybody's eyes, the, the safety in the corner anyways, everybody's eyes are on number one. And if one just gives you a vertical, stem then you end up then you end up playing bingo uh and the other thing is well coach well what if they run some sort of flood concept well just like anything you can have that that sam linebacker needs to use that sail technique which means he's going to open up to the inside and he's going to open up and he's going to sail not taking any kind of low-hanging fruit in the flat let's be honest unless they're trying to run a quick screen they're not wanting to throw the three-yard arrow route they want to throw the 10 yard sail route behind it, right? I want 10, I don't want three. Uh, so it's important to teach your overhangs, especially your linebackers, uh, kind of the sail technique and where they should end up fitting off of that. All right, let's dig into the Bills versus the Chiefs. Chief use vertical switch concepts in the red zone. I love a vertical switch 
out of any kind of quad set. It puts so much pressure on the defense. You get a push and you're getting some sort of a vertical switch. So not only are, are you getting my eyes down with this, with this push out of the backfield, right? But you're also switching the receivers and I've got to divvy out, okay, do I take that guy? Or, or do I trust the guy, ne guy next to me to figure it out and I'm going to take the guy coming to me? Uh, what I really like what the Chiefs did was instead of a traditional one-two switch is where you normally see this, they did a two-four switch, right? And, I'll, uh, and so what they did is they ran a bubble with three. They ran one on a vertical route. They sent two on a bender across to the other hash and then they took the running back up the pipe and so we ended up getting a two four switch which i thought was genius in in kind of the the high red area bills counter with box and poach so uh, again one stayed one right so it wasn't like they were and he goes vertical so he's in the corners deal so it ends up being kind of like a box right uh, and then they took their poach safety from the back side hinged him open and he became the trash man and that vertical bender by two was right there for him to collect it now the one thing that the, the chiefs do a lot of when they do these three by one sets is they take the tight end they put him in what i call a reduction so they put him in in a flex formation and allow the safety to poach I actually don't mind it when the X is tight. I think it makes it easier for the defense, especially if you're going to play poach to these quad sets, because now the safety essentially just sits in the middle of the field, right? If he gets a dig, if he gets a post, that, that X is running right to him. And that corner can use outside leverage because of his divider to just funnel it to that safety. So even though he's hinging open to the trips, looking for something coming across within his peripheral vision. And just by proximity, he can close off any kind of vertical route from the X. Also, if teams are trying to get you a, a reduced to then just run a corner route with that reduction, your corner should be outside leverage anyway. He should attach himself to that outside hip and make that guy run the hump and make that ball go up and out, which, again, is a low percentage throw. So Chiefs give the appearance of a double push. This is what I really liked about this. They got – okay, so visually they got in a, a tight bunch formation with the running back to that side. They sent – the number three receiver on a bubble. That's Tyree Kill. They sent him on a bubble route, okay? The number one receiver is running a fade route. The number two receiver is cutting across the field to the opposite hash. The running back is looking like he's going to run another flat route. So we're getting a double push with double verticals, easy to handle in any kind of quad set. What they were trying to do is get those linebackers to expand, right? Because the Mike and the will have to push. They're getting that will linebackers eyes caught on number two, working back across the field, right? Because I'm looking for the final fourth. The moment I get that push route, I'm the will linebacker. I'm snapping my eyes vertically looking for anything to come back so I can robot with that okay so their linebackers expanding it you've got the x receiver just kind of working vertically okay you have the poach safety working into the middle of the field looking for anything for the trash man double move by the, the running back so as I said you get the mic who's pushing out with the bubble right? He, he's or the running back. He's trying to leverage that guy out. Okay. Well, the running back says, okay, I'm out leveraged. I'm going to now 
pivot back inside. The wheel linebacker has pushed vertically because he's roboted and, and he's pushing that vertical route because that's the final fourth. Now that guy snaps down. Okay, now I've got the mic out leverage. The wheel is leveraged deep, but now he's got to snap down. But what we've done is we've created a triangle with, with the X receiver's corner, the mic, and the wheel linebacker who's coming from the high hole down on top of the running back. And as because we're running poach, the backside safety is able to cap that, that bender. And the wheel, because he's in deep, he now has that window. The Sam has pushed with the bubble route. We have an easy one-on-one -on -one for the corner on the fade route, and Mahomes doesn't have anywhere to go. So again, we get the double push with an option route back inside. Right. We've got a vertical put a stem by number one taking the corner. The bubble by number three takes the Sam linebacker to the flat. And what the, what the Chiefs were trying to do was out leverage the mic and quickly throw to the running back as he came back in. But the wheel linebacker did a great job of understanding I have a safety capping this vertical. I can keep my eyes. I need to square back up and keep my eyes down. I see the running back creeping back into the middle of the field. That's my new final fourth. I take any low hanging fruit. The safety takes any high hanging fruit. Now I'm going to work back down. I thought it was a great way to defend this. Let's talk about the poach safety because this is the key to the coverage. The linebackers did a great job. And again, you, you, when you work like push routes or shallow routes, there you can do a drill where you work shallow drill where, okay, I'm getting the running back pushing. I'm getting, I'm getting a mesh route back in, or I'm getting the running back pushing. I'm getting a dig back in. You can work those routes with your, with your uh, linebackers. I like to do a 3v3 where it, seven man distribution, right? Where I get to a tight end or a slot on either side and then i'm just running all the different kind of rub routes i'm running double mesh with the running back out i'm running shallow with with uh, the mesh and the dig route all the different variations of that so let's talk about the poaching safety really quick issue is again a wide x is going to isolate the corner right so how do you want that boundary safety to play it versus a wide x i tell my guy you ride the hash as long as you can Okay, because if you if we're getting a bunch, they're trying to run somebody across. He's going to come to you anyway. They're not trying to hit him in the middle of the field. As long as it's not naked, meaning that he's just uncovered, he's running through the middle, you should have some sort of linebacker working some sort of vertical stem in that coverage. Reductions actually help split field coverage because it reduces the space. Now everybody kind of just needs to sit at home and, and kind of ride their ride their landmarks, and it's easier to funnel that guy to the safety. It also, and I think this is the key, it allows that front side safety to rail his quarter. He doesn't have to follow anything back in. So that it's not what a lot of teams can do is you can run some sort of a drive scheme where you just run two vertical and then one comes back in on a dig. Or you can run some sort of a, a, y, a y cross scheme where number number two runs across the field and then they run a vertical dig or some sort of corner back inside again. That's kind of like a, a spacing concept, but stretch, stretch more vertical. So it really allows that safety to stay high. Another concept out of this is to run mills, run two on a dig and one on one on a post with the corner outside leverage. He's got he's he can, 
he's got it. It's the basketball, right? He can box out that corner. But what happens is, is that dig comes across that, that uh, front side safety knows I've got another safety on the other side. Who's the trash man. He's going to take anything vertical. He's already working to the middle of the field. I'm going to stay high. And now we double, now we double or cone that cone that post route. So I think when you post that, it really alleviates a lot of that pressure for that free safety. Who's just, Hey man, I'm just riding the rail, dude. I'm just sitting there right on my, and I'm taking anything that comes to me. Will can be aggressive with anything underneath because because he knows the boundary safety is behind him that and again if he didn't trust that boundary safety to be there to cap that to cap that bender the running back would have been wide open uh, and so it's important for it's important for those linebackers to understand i don't have to take vertical routes all i need to do is just wall it off and wall that window off and make that quarterback throw over the receiver and more likely to be caught by the defense back and then again it creates multiple layers to challenge vertical and horizontal stretches so if the offense is creating layers i need to create layers as well on defense thanks for joining me on this hope you enjoyed it quads bunches i could spend hours talking about it uh in the different ways of defending bunch sets i think it's a really unique thing uh it's it's obviously a higher prevalence in the nfl because of all the man match and of all the man coverage and kind of the single high coverage that you see it kind of gets everybody all in a tight proximity um but i do think high school teams and college teams that run this stuff uh are kind of at an advantage because most teams are only going to have one or two different kind of bunch checks and once you kind of figure out what that is is, uh, then they're going to hammer down on it. That's why I think it's important to teach kind of like what I was talking about. If you're going to run split field coverage, teach your boundary safety how to poach, but also kind of have an intuitive zone coverage that's going to work with whatever those routes are coming. Thank you for joining me. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe to the Match Quarter Substack uh, for more content like this. Any article I've ever written uh, and my template shop is on matchquarters.com. Follow me on Twitter and follow the hashtag Art of X. Get your Match Quarters books with the QR code below. Thanks for joining me again. Have a great day.